haven't heard from you in months You haven't even tried to reach out once And honestly I didn't expect you to Used to think about what you'd say If you ever got to a place Where reaching out was something you wanna do So when you texted me to say hi It took me by surprise how I didn't even think twice Before I could read it, I deleted it Hey everybody, this is Girl Talk Real Talk. This is Paige Klingenpeel, one of your hosts. My co-host today is the beautiful, wonderful, intelligent oh BFF, Miss Amy Hanna. I am so excited about that introduction. <laughs> that was a good one, That right? was a great one. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah, so yeah. special right now. <laughs> so we haven't come and done this for a while. COVID a puts a... Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, an unsmiley face no frowny face i was frowny. like what's the opposite of smiley face smiley face smiley face i mean yeah on the situation okay <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about something interesting it's a shout out to all our married ladies out there it's talking about the frequency of intimacy with your husband Ooh, i like it i know it's and single ladies you can listen to this but Yes. We're engaged. Please do not engage in oh. intimacy with someone else's husband. Oh! <laughs> I was talking about husbands, boyfriend. right? So we can't tell you what to do or with your that life. either. Okay. But we certainly know. Uh, we're being real. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting about this topic is that it's one that's not talked about openly. I mean, as a therapist, I have these conversations with clients when they come in and they say, either I want it more than my husband or my husband wants it more than I do. Where can we find the balance? But then what I found that since I've been out of the counseling realm, that people are hesitant to discuss this. I, you and I are both like super open, like yeah. here, let's normalize this stuff because here's the cool thing. Let's just, let's start out with the foundation of what intimacy is within a marriage context. So sex has a way of not only bonding someone physically, obviously it is a physical act, but it actually bonds you biochemically. That is what is so cool and so beautiful about sex is that you release the bonding chemical oxytocin and it only takes 20 seconds to release oxytocin. So even just cuddling, holding hands, hugging, that will stimulate the bonding hormone. The more that you bond with them in that biochemical way, it actually bonds you further emotionally and biochemically. Now, isn't that the same chemical that is released when you give birth to a baby to help you to connect? And when you hold a baby, when you yeah. pet a dog, when you do anything that has a value of connection that is a physical connection, it actually, in a positive way, I should say, yeah, it actually bonds you as well. So that's why therapy animals are so powerful and the, the necessary act of holding your baby, um, nurturing your kids, hugging your kids, even as teenagers, because they still release that oxytocin and once you bond with that person you re-establish the bond every time i think you're the one that told me that it takes 14 seconds to release is 20. that 20 20 oh okay 20 so we've got to up that in my house because i have this whole thing with my kids because of course they're both teenagers and so i'll go and hold them and of course they try to pull away in the first two seconds <laughs> right. and 
I'm like, nope, no, nope, 14 <laughs> seconds. 14 so seconds. Now like I can say 20. Seconds. Yes. Dang. I'm not okay. sure you bonded all the way with all them. Right. You have to make up for those yeah, six seconds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 20 seconds isn't very long. But it also it brings to the point then, and the reason why we mentioned the single ladies out there is because you can still bond with people in a romantic way that is not healthy. So when if you are having sex outside of a marriage commitment and covenant, you are bonding with that person. And so it does change things that when you break up, that bonding doesn't just go away. That's why we have the butterflies and the heartbreak and all the even physical symptoms when we break up with someone that we have had sex with due to the fact that you are chemically bonded with them. So that is one huge reason why you got to take care of your body and your relationships for the future so that you can stay committed to yourself and your future husband. So that being said, bottom line, that's what sex is about. So we know that women sometimes uh, achieve their sexual pleasure in different ways than men do. Men can become very stimulated very easily visually. Women, we need the whole shebang, right? <laughs> we need to feel safe. We need to feel loved. We need to be psychologically stimulated. And then obviously we do have things that stimulate us physically that are necessary that men need to be told because men don't know. They don't know that it they takes certain things they think they know oh they think they know they think it just takes the thing to make it all good it yeah. doesn't there's no. so much more to the biology no. of women don't um, they see what did they say men are microwaves women are ovens <laughs> yeah, i love that <laughs> it is it's so true it is. It's so true, which is a good segue because then it becomes confusing for women when their husbands aren't initiating sex. If they're not engaging in intimacy on a regular basis, they're like, wait, what's wrong with me that my husband doesn't want to have sex? Girl, there are so many things, so many things. That are not wrong with you. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so many things that contribute to a loss and in intimacy. Things like testosterone. Did you know that men like lower their testosterone as they get older? Oh, yeah. 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 So we change like with menopause. Men have their own menopause. Right? Oh, you see what I did Ooh, there? I see what you did there. <laughs> Yes. The pause. Oh. Aha. Uh -huh. The like pause is the men. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so they they as they lower their testosterone, it actually decreases their desire to have sex with their partner, regardless of how appropriate and sexy and beautiful the wife is, you know, it's just it's just not in their system. As well as the aspect that men take on a lot of burdens of stress, you know, managing maybe finances or feeling like they have to own the household and their jobs and have the identity of being a big, strong man. Well, of course, that's going to decrease their their desire to to give intimacy. <laughs> is that how we say it? To give yeah. it? I mean, because it is pleasurable Connect. for it's women. Connecting time. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it can be done right. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it can be done very wrong. Yes, it can. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, how do you help? Like, I have two sons. Like, I want to help my future daughter-in-law, like, know how to do these things. But yes. imagine that conversation. Such an awkward conversation. Definitely one that you probably should not have with your son. You would think I would not have to. However, my husband has told me that as my sons get older and develop, you know, puberty, that I might have to be engaging in those conversations. I was like, he doesn't to the no. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. But oh, the thing okay. is, I don't understand everything, right? Like, I well, didn't yeah. grow up with 
certain body parts. So I don't know what to expect in the middle of the night. So yeah, that's still a conversation. (laughs) Ooh, real talk. Exactly. We're going to have to learn how to discuss. But okay, so the point is, every woman's relationship is different. You know, some people have sex three times a week. Other people have it once a month. Some people have it, you know, once every couple of months. I think the biggest thing that a recommendation or suggestion is just have a conversation with your partner. Talk to them about what you're experiencing, how you're feeling about this. Try to use your own like I words. I feel this way. I feel like I'm not pretty enough for you. Or what can I do to help you get in the mood? Uh, you know, things like that in engaging in conversation. So maybe you can determine it's it's something that you do have control over. But I imagine oftentimes it's probably nothing to do with you at all. In fact, it could be something else altogether different. But it definitely needs to be talked about. Any other suggestions, Amy? Yeah, that conversation piece I think is really important, but not just asking what you can do for them, but also sharing what they can do for you. I like that. That's right. Because if you don't talk about it, they don't know. And to not be ashamed by that. Yes. I think when I was a newly married several years ago (laughs) we're celebrating 21 years of marriage oh my goodness awesome yeah so pretty crazy so 20 some years ago you know people didn't really talk about sex now my mom was a health teacher so we had lots of conversations about what not to do with relationships outside of marriage Mm -hmm. but we didn't have lots of talks of like what to do yeah. once marriage happened and everything was holy and good and righteous. Oh my gosh. So when I got into my marriage relationship with Jesse, like I didn't know what was okay. Did you know where it went? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, figure that out. Okay. Okay. I mean, cause that's like a big thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, you kind of got to know that part. <laughs> Did you even know what it was? Oh my gosh. I mean, come on. Okay. I wasn't it's like, it's not a, like we ever saw magazines growing up and Lord knows that on TV, like they didn't show those things on TV. Yeah, that's, that is true. It's not like we were ever exposed to it, even in health class. I mean, it was like a, it wasn't a cartoon character. It was maybe a drawing, but yeah, I did not see it. I didn't know what it looked like. That's because you went to like a small private. <laughs> I did. It wasn't a Christian school, but it was still very small. It was a small private school. So ignorant. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like because of that, it wasn't so much like I didn't know what to do. It was if I tell him that this is what I'm okay with and this is what I like, is that okay? Or is that wrong? Mm, like, am I a I bad? Am I a bad person to say I don't like this, but I like this? Mm-hmm. Is that going to hurt his feelings? But we found out pretty early on that if I said this is what I like and this is what I don't like, he was like, "Thank you. Yeah, okay, let's right. do this." You know, yes, kind of yeah. So he appreciated the communication there. And I think most men do, right? I know Ryan, my husband is the same. Like he, he wants to have that intimacy with me. He wants it to be enjoyable. So he's going to do what it takes to make that happen, which is great. Well, it makes them feel more like a man, you know, <laughs> yeah, like right. when they can pleasure their woman, right? right. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah. They pop on their chest like, yes, <laughs> I am a man. I did that. <laughs> yeah. 
And so it does, it, it, it's such a good point. We got to figure out what we like. And again, I think due to the distorted nature of sex in the world today, men probably see something unhealthy on television and think that's exactly what a woman wants. That's not what we want. We want something else, but we have to communicate it. And so we have to empower our guys by telling them. I love that. Yeah, and I think too, I have different women that I have talked to in my life that have different struggles with sex. Sometimes sex is painful. Oh, sure. So there's almost this guilt that's mm. attached to sex of, okay, if I can't pleasure my husband and I can't pleasure myself, mm-hmm. then what does that mean about my marriage? Yeah. So I've been trained to help a couple different women in my life understand that sex does not equal marriage. Ooh, that's a yeah. that's a part of marriage. It's a beautiful part of marriage. However, when you have these different things that are happening within your body, that doesn't mean that the marriage is just going to go, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's it just means that that's just a part of that marriage that we have to keep working through. Yeah. So I think that's really important to know too for for women that are listening that are like I can't even have sex with my husband. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't even pertain to me. There are other things that you can do to have intimacy with your husband physically. Sex does not have to be the end all. You mean the intercourse? Yeah. So there's other things that they can do. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Page. Well, I'm getting very specific. We have to be because we allude to too many things without clarification. That is so true. So, yeah, I guess we should say it like that. So mm-hmm. if you can't have intercourse, yeah. there are other things that yes. you can do with your husband to provide pleasure for both people. Exactly. And I think, unfortunately, what has been happening in like the Judeo-Christian era is that they've, they've scantilized those other ways of eliciting pleasure. And, and really, that then takes away the opportunities of intimacy, particularly for those that can't engage in the intercourse. So then they feel like they have to in order to please their husband or fulfill marriage. I love that. I think another good question too is I've been asked recently about, do you have toys like sex toys or vibrators Mm -hmm. or other things like that? Is that not okay? Is that something that is dirty or shouldn't be involved in? And I think my philosophy is that If you are using a tool to elicit pleasure out of your partner and it is with your partner in that moment of sex, I feel like that is okay. As long as that is not, you are not using it by yourself. You're not Mm -hmm. engaging in, I want to say lustful behaviors, you know, like um, watching pornography in the background, for instance, because all of that takes away the intimacy and the beautiful nature of two becoming one under the covenant of marriage. But I, I don't think in and of itself, a vibrator, for instance, is something that uh, you should not do. I think it can amplify, especially for women that find it hard to orgasm, like yeah. physiologically, very hard to orgasm. Yeah, no, I think that's that's so important that you said that, because I think especially for Christian women, that's right. it's almost, oh, well, you're you know, you shouldn't be doing these other things. It's almost seen as sinful. Right. So I think that it's important to understand, no, like in the context of marriage with your husband, like those things are, those are okay because Mm -hmm. they become the second that ring goes on your finger and you make a commitment to each other before God, 
those types of things are holy and wonderful and special because they're shared with each other. Mm -hmm. The only time that it becomes something dirty or sinful or wrong is if you invite something else within to that marriage bed, like pornography, like thinking of someone else in the midst of doing things with your spouse. The second that that kind of stuff happens, that's when things start to get tainted. But if you're engaging in that process with your spouse, that's holy and that's wonderful Mm -hmm. because you're married. So it, it takes that stigma away of, oh, this is unhealthy, this is sinful, this is wrong, this is gross. No, it's all beautiful. That's right. Because you're with the person that you love. Yeah. And I think it reminds me again of the, the Song of Solomon, right? The Song of Songs. That whole book is about a husband and a wife. You know, I mean, the things they're saying, oh my gosh, I don't let my kids read it. It's scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does demonstrate that God wants us to celebrate sex, you know, and we don't need to be back into the Puritan and only doing one position. There are many positions out there that we can engage in that are all under God's purview, right? Like you're married, you've made this covenant and I'm now bonding you physically, biologically, and emotionally. I want you to celebrate this. Like, Amen. Let's go. I mean, yeah, be creative and have fun with it. Because let me tell you, when you've been married for 20 some years, if it was the same old, same old, that gets boring. So you have to keep things fun and interesting with each other for each other. And that's completely an okay thing. I remember when I first got married, Jesse and I, we were, we went to the bookstore and we were, well, we were looking for just actually, we were in the Bible section because he needed (laughs) a new Bible. And so we went to purchase a Bible, but we were kind of being funny and silly with each other and we picked up this Kama Sutra book. Okay. <laughs> like, wow. What the heck is this? Because I was brought up in a household where, you know, that conversation just didn't happen at the most detailed yes. level. Yes. So for me, I just, the only thing I knew about sex was you know, the parts that you would see in a movie that Uh you're like, oh, well, that's how that happens kind (laughs) of thing. That's really all that I knew. So to find out, oh, no, you can do these different things in creative ways, I was just like, what is happening right now? Very creative ways, I hear. I don't know. I've never picked up that book. I guess... Maybe but we did not be... buy it. <laughs> you we, just glanced at it. We just glanced at it. Took some screenshots. <laughs> Laughed a few. Put it back. <laughs> kind of shamefully walked away because it was like we were oh. supposed to be there to buy a Bible. That's right. <laughs> but it goes back to the whole conversation of it's with your spouse and it's holy and it's wonderful and it's completely fine to be creative and exactly. have, have fun with sex. It's an okay thing. I love that. I love that people are just, they need to be having these conversations, right? They need to be engaged in conversations with their spouse, but also, you know, maybe their girlfriends. Find out a few things, tricks and tips for all that stuff tricks out there. Tricks and tips. <laughs> um, there is a book that was recommended to me. It's called Sheet Music. It is a Christian book, but it is about intimacy with your spouse on a, <laughs> in a Christian Christian way. So it's, it's similar to, I guess, like premarital and also I was given it after we were, we had been married and we were exploring some of the, the sexual issues and baggage that we, we came with into our marriage, mm-hmm. particularly yeah. 
for my husband as well. And so Sheet Music is by Dr. Kevin Lehman. I highly recommend it. It's a good book just for people to to talk about what, what's God's plan for sex and and even giving you tips and tricks. So it is it's a great place to start if you're looking for information. Well, any other words of wisdom, Amy, as we conclude? No, I feel like I feel like we have. We've covered it. We've covered it. <laughs> and if we haven't, you know that you can send us your questions, thoughts, comments, and That's we right. will talk about that next time. That is right. All right, friends. Thanks for joining us again for Girl Talk, Real Talk. Again, we are transparent. We are honest. We are having these conversations because we know you want to hear them. These are topics that you are interested in knowing more about, but don't always have the courage to talk to your girlfriends about. So come to us. All right, friends. We will see you next time. Before I could read it, I deleted it. Before I could read all of the things you want.